Section 4 of Dallam's Travels with an Organ to the Grand Seigneur, 1599-1600. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sue Anderson. Of the Further Procession of Our Navigation We departed from the city of Algiers the 4th of April, sailing still near the coast or shore of Africa. Twenty leagues from Algiers there is a fair town called Delis, but we sailed afar off from it. We also passed by a little town called Buji, under a huge mountain, rising high and peaked like a sugar loaf. Some of our navigators said that at this place St. Augustine did sometime keep a school or exercise. It is thirtieth leagues from algiers towards the east on the same side the seventh of april being easter eve we saw very strange lightning in the sky or in the air it was very wonderful and strange for we might see the air open and a fire like a very hot iron taken out of a smith's forge sometimes in likeness of a running worm another time like a horseshoe and again like a leg and a foot also the thunderclaps were also exceeding great the seventh day we passed by a place called moratome the eighteenth by a huge mountain which is an island in the sea close by the shore this island is called zembra el jamur upon that shore over against it is sometime the city of Carthage, but some writers call it Carthage. About five leagues further we saw the cape or fort called Cape Bon. At the west side of it there is a great and large town called Tunis, by some people Thunis. There doth lie some part of the Turks' galleys. The fourteenth we sailed by a famous island called Sicily, close by the shore of it. This island, they say, is threescore leagues in length, a very fruitful and pleasant island. It doth yield great store of corn and all manner of fruit. At the west end there doth always lie at least nine galleys, and at the west end ten or more. Near unto the east end of this Sicily, there is a very high mountain, the which they do call Montabel, but the right name of it is Mount Etna. In the daytime we that sail by it may see the top of it covered with snow, but in the night we did see many flashes of fire, to our thinking about the middle of the mountain. This brave island is under the king of Spain. We did leave it upon our left hand. Then, upon our right hand, we saw another island, which is called Malta, and that is likewise under the king of Spain, and is now kept for the quantity, the master of the roads, grand master of the knights of roads, so that the Turks can hardly pass that way. A little before we came so far as Malta, we gave chase to a ship, being the fifteenth day. After the master of that ship, perceived by our flag what we were, 
and did see that three such as himself was not able to contend with us, he cast out his boat and came aboard us, and brought with him, for a present, diverse commodities, some turkey carpets, some quilted coverings of watchet, woad-dyed silk, and two or three great pieces of salt fish that were seven or eight feet long and one foot square. It was strange fish unto us. We never tasted it, for after he that brought it had talked privately with our master, he gave him leave to depart and to take all his presents with him. But it much grieved our sailors, for some officers of our ship went aboard that ship while he was talking with our master, and they found by the purser's book that they had ten thousand dollars worth of Spanish goods aboard. But our master, having received some secret bribe, he said that the ship and goods came from Caios, where Mr. William Aldridge was consul, and other idle reasons, and therefore he would not take anything from him. And so the ship went away. Then we passed by Malta. The seventeenth day we gave chase to another ship of Marseilles, and boarded her, but had little or nothing from her. Then we crossed the Gulf of Venice. The nineteenth we descried land in Grecia. The twentieth day we passed by Sovrano, leaving it on our left hand. At this port of Sovrano there be two towns and a most singular good harbor. Near unto it is the island called Sante, but rather Zante. The same day we came to an anchor before the great town of that island, the which they do call Zante by the name of the island. There is also a good harbor. The town or city of Zante is situated close to the sea, and is a good mile in length. Behind it, upon a very high and steep hill, doth stand a large platform of a castle, wherein doth live the governor of that castle and town. He is called the Providor. Within the walls of this castle is diverse other dwellers and many houses. Within that place the Providor doth two days in the week hold a court, and hear diverse causes, as well of the Greeks as of the Venetian and Italians. For this island is under the Duke of Venice, but he holds it under the great Turk, and doth pay tribute yearly or quarterly for it. The greatest part of the people in this island be Greeks, and they do labor hard in planting and trimming the current gardens, olive gardens, and vineyards. Here groweth very little corn, but from hence cometh the most of our currants and best oil. There is also good wine. Their provision of bread, beef, goats, sheep, and swine, and pullen, fowls, they have it from Castle Tornese in Moria, the which place is near the plains of Arcadia, where plenty of cattle are. The Provador and those which are next unto him in office, whom they do call seniors of health, would not suffer us to come on shore, because we came from Algiers, where Turks do live, 
and we brought from thence some Turks in our ship. Yet at the end of six days we had practique, which is leave, to come ashore. The order there is that all those which do come out of any part of Turkey, having not a letter of health from some Venetian or Italian, must remain either aboard the ship or in the prison which they do call the lazarette for ten days if in the meantime any man happen to be sick they must all rest there for ten days more and so still for ten days until they have their health whilst we lay thus for six days upon the sea before the town i took great notice of a little mountain the which as i thought did lie close to the sea and seemed to be a very pleasant place to take a view of the whole island and the sea before it it showed to be very green and plain ground on the top of it and a white thing like a rock in the middle thereof i took such pleasure in beholding this hill that i made a kind of vow or promise to myself that as soon as i set foot on shore I would neither eat nor drink until I had been on the top thereof, and in the meantime did labor with two of my companions and persuaded them to bear me company. One of their names was Michael Watson, my joiner, and the other's name Edward Hall, a Scotchman. The day being come that we should go ashore, I challenged my associates with their promise and got their good wills to go with me before we went into the town. This hill is called by the Greeks Scopo, Outlook. It is from the town more than a mile, but I gave our sailors something to carry us in the cockboat, as we thought, to the foot of the hill, but when we were set ashore we found it to be almost two miles unto it. When we came to the foot of it, by great fortune, we happened on the right way, the which was very narrow and crooked. It was early in the morning, and we were told, two or three days before, that no man must carry any weapon with him when he went ashore, and therefore we went only with cudgels in our hands. So, ascending the hill about half a mile, and looking up, we saw upon a story of the hill above us a man going with a great staff on his shoulder having a clubbed end and on his head a cap which seemed to us to have five horns standing outright and a great herd of goats and sheep followed him my friend michael watson when he saw this he seemed to be very fearful and would have persuaded us to go no further telling us that surely those that did inhabit there were savage men and might easily wrong us we having no swords or daggers neither any more company but i told him that if there were diverse i would with god's help be as good as my word so with much ado we got him to go to that story where we saw the man with his club and then we saw that that man was a herdsman. Yet for all this, Michael Watson swore that he would go no further 
come of it what would edward hall said something faintly that he would not leave me but see the end so we two travelled forward and when we came something near the top we saw two horses grazing with pack saddles on their backs and one man coming down the hill towards us having nothing in his hands quoth i to my fellow ned we shall see by this man what people they be that inhabit here when this man came unto us he lay his hand upon his breast and bowed his head and body with smiling countenance making us a sign to go up still yet then ned hall began to dissuade me from going any further but i told him it would not stand with my oath to go back until i had been as far as i could go coming to the top there was a pretty fair green and on one side of it a white house built of lime and some square the which had been the house of an anchoress who as i heard afterwards died but a little before our coming thither and that she had lived five hundred years right before us on the further side of the green i saw a house of some twenty paces long and walled about one yard high and then open to the eaves which was about a yard more and i see a man on the inside reach out a copper kettle to one that stood without the wall then i said to ned hall i will go to yonder house and get some drink for i have great need the weather was very hot and i was fasting but ned hall told me i had no reason to drink at their hands neither to go any nearer them yet i went boldly to the side of the house where i saw another man drink and made a sign to him within that i would drink then he took up the same kettle which had water in it and offered it me to drink and when i did put out my hand to take it he would not give it me but set it further off and then came near the wall again and lifted up a carpet which lay on the ground and there was six bottles full of very good wine and a fair silver cup and he filled that silver bowl full of a reddish wine which they do call rabola and he gave it me to drink and when i had it in my hand i called to my friend ned hall who stood afar off for he was afraid to come near here ned quoth i a carouse to all our friends in england i pray you quoth he take heed what you do will you take what drink they give you yea truly quoth i for it is better than i have as yet deserved of when i had give god thanks for it i drank it off and it was the best that ever i drank then he filled me the same bowl with white rabola the which was more pleasant than the other when i had much commended the wine and told ned hall that he was a fool to refuse such a cup of wine then he came near the house and desired to have some water so he had the kettle to drink in when this was all done i was so well pleased with this entertainment that i knew not how to thank this man i had no money about me but one half dollar of spanish money 
and that money is best accepted of in that country i offered to give that piece of silver to this man but he would not by any means take it then i remembered that i had two seville knives in my pocket i took one of them and gave it him and the blade gilded and graven when he had taken it out of the sheath and looked upon it he called in a loud voice sisto sisto then another man came running unto whom he showed but only the half of it and then they began to wrestle for the knife but he that i gave it unto kept it and leap over the wall to the side where i was and bowing himself unto me he took me by the hand and led me about by the end of that house and so into a little cloister through the which we passed into a chapel where we found a priest at mass and wax candles burning he put me into a pew where i sat and saw the behavior of the people for there were about twenty men but not a woman amongst them for the women were in a lower chapel by themselves yet might they hear and see ned hall came after but having lost sight of me at his coming into the chapel he kneeled down near unto the women but saw them not but they saw him and wondered at his behavior for after i had kneeled down i stood up in my pew to look for him and then i saw two women put out their heads and laughed at him as indeed they might for he behaved himself very foolishly neither he nor i had ever seen any part of a mass before neither were we the wiser for that the chapel was very curiously painted and garnished round about as before that time i had never seen the like service being ended we departed out of the chapel but presently one came after us who did seem very kindly to entreat me to go back again and he led us through the chapel into the cloister where we found standing eight very fair women and richly apparelled some in red satin some white in some in watchet damask their heads very finely attired chains of pearl and jewels in their ears seven of them very young women the eighth was ancient and all in black i thought they had been nuns but presently after i knew they were not then were we brought into that house where before i had drank cloth being laid we were requested to sit down and served with good bread and very good wine and eggs the shells of them colored like a damask rose easter eggs and these made like an a la campagna country-style roux for they keep it in the earth because nothing in there takes salt my fellow ned hall would neither eat nor drink anything but water yet i did eat one egg bread and cheese and i drank two bowls of wine whilst we sat there the gentlewomen came in and three of them came very near us and looked earnestly upon us i offered one of them the cup to drink but she would not 
then i offered to give them that tended upon us my half dollar but he would not take any money these women standing all together before us i thought they had been dwellers there because no money would be taken i presented my other knife of two shillings price unto the old gentlewoman the which she was unwilling to take but at last she took it and then they all flocked together and as it seemed to me they wondered much at it when they had well looked upon it they came all together towards me and bowed their bodies to show their thankfulness so ned hall and i took our leaves and went away very merrily but when we came to the place where we left our faint-hearted friend michael watson who all this while had lain in a bush when we had told him the wonders that we had seen and of our kind entertainment he would not believe us for he was ashamed and desired us to make haste to the town that he might get some victuals but we made the less haste for that and went to see another monastery near unto the place upon this mountain growed many sweet flowers instead of heath thyme and other good herbs and fine springs of water coming to the town of zante we inquired out the house where our merchants and other passengers were which was at the sign of the white horse but michael watson for shame would not go in with us when our merchants saw us they began to be very angry saying that they had sought all about and thought that we had been drowned or come to some evil fortune but i bid them hold their peace and let me tell my adventures when i had told them all the story they wondered at my boldness and some greeks that were there said they never heard that any englishman was ever there before it was then about twelve of the clock and nine of these gentlemen would needs go presently thither to see that which i had done and because i would not go again being weary for it was four miles thither they hired a guide and yet when they came to the mountain they missed of the right way and did climb upon the rocks so that some of them got falls and broke their shins but at last they got thither and the way for them by me being prepared they were bid very welcome but their guide had instructed them with that which i never thought on the which was that at their first coming they should go into the chapel and there offer some money as little as they would and then they should have all kind entertainment so very late in the evening they returned safely again and gave me thanks for that which they had seen the thirtieth day i went with three more having a greek to show us the way into the castle end of section four